Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We just want to remind you that every day the work that you do matters to God and that He wants to walk alongside you in that work. That's right. And listeners, um, I just want to let you know, if you were not aware of this, we actually have a YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube and search I Work For Him. One of the things that we like to do on that channel is just to post a little short video that's going to kind of set up the show for each day, Jim, and lets people see a visual of the guests that we have on, if we have one, and or just you and I having a conversation about the show for the day. So listeners, you can go to YouTube. If you can't find it for any reason, you know, anything that you want to connect to us to, it's on the bottom of our homepage at iworkforhim.com. And, and we just love for you to just connect with us with so many different ways and the YouTube channel. You know, there's some occasional funny moments even. But most, oh, mostly most Martha wants our... me to be serious, though. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, so... Not really. You know, one of the things that, you know, we find is that most of us have a hard time being quiet. We live in a world full of noise, don't we, Jim? Even that, Martha couldn't let it be quiet. I was trying to let it be quiet for over a second, and she wouldn't let it be quiet. He didn't send me a memo, I so did not. I was filling in the radio time. That's right. So this quietness, how does God use quiet in your life? Well, for Martha, she doesn't get to be quiet very often because I'm around all the time. But when we need to hear from God, where do you go to hear God's voice? You know, it's, it's very, God won't yell. And so if you got the radio blaring, very hard to hear God. If you are super busy running around all day long working on details, very hard to hear God. We're going to talk today with Blake Fry. And we're going to talk about one of the pieces of his major part of his his daily life as he disciples Christian leaders is teaching them to be quiet and to have a day of silence. That's right. So, um, you know, this is a discipline. It is something that um, we are in this world. It is hard to shut out the noise. And so one of the ways to do that is to just be very intentional and set this, the t- side t- set the time aside. And so that's one of the things we're going to talk about today and really challenge each one of us, you and I individually, Jim, and all of the listeners. Um, what does that look like for us? Is God calling us to do something about it? It's amazing what the power of silence can be. And so we'd love you to check out Revelation Retreats. That's where Blake Fry works every day, and we're going to hear his story. Mm-hmm. But make sure you just check out being silent today. So how do you take someone who has the natural gift for leadership and turn them into an all-out influential spiritual leader in the organization? I'll tell you one thing. It takes a high level of intentionality. It's one thing to teach hiring and firing and management, but where do you learn how to be a Christian leader of influence? Today, we're going to talk with Blake Fry from Core Leadership. He disciples dozens of leaders in just this fashion, and we're going to find out his secret today. But first, we're going to hear his story. Blake Fry, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. So, Blake, where's the Lord have you today? Well, he's got me doing a number of things. The uh, primary uh, emphasis is core leadership, which takes up a majority of my time. Uh, That is working with executives and leaders, primarily business owners, um, 
both in uh, retreat work and monthly forum work and in one-to-one spiritual formation and direction. Uh, it's really the greatest calling on my life and what I've been doing for the last 11 years. So you're a pastor shepherd for leaders. That is a pretty accurate description. So, um, But uh, get to build community and disciple and walk with uh, some guys that uh, are normally rather hard to... Uh, to both work with and get to. So, what makes them hard to work with? Um, they think they have all the answers. Oh, they think they know it all. That is the yeah. big, biggest problem. I've never had that problem. Have you ever had that problem, Blake? Just once. Just one time. <laughs> There's a story in yeah. that. So, you um, said that you've been doing this for 11 years. So, prior, what's the backstory? What got you to this point? So the uh, backstory is, and, and let me mention also, so there's two other things that I'm involved with. Okay. I uh, am partners in a uh, kingdom-minded recruiting business that uh, partners with fast-growing companies to help them uh, find talent over an extended period of time. And then I'm also president of... So wait, wait, you try to help them find talent, but it takes you a really long time, or you try to help them find a lot of talent over a longer period of time. The second of the two. Okay, all right. So, checking. I was thinking you're milking them on from, from hey, we're going to get you somebody that's going to no. take you forever. No, we don't do individual positions. We okay. are uh, paid on a monthly retainer to help businesses grow, and our normal duration with a company will be three to five years mm. in our history. So, so you're building culture within the company. Building culture, building um, you know human capital, building all those things into it. So it's a big part of what we're doing. And and the p- story part is that's really the a business and a platform that God gave me to build and grow my leadership business that, uh, you know, coming off of a, a situation where I needed some uh, extra capital coming in. So, so, what, so what's that story? Well, one other thing. Oh, yeah, he had two yeah, other yeah. things he does <laughs> besides. Whose radio show is this? But wait, there's more. There's this more. is We're like an infomercial. This is so the last are, one, I think. Are you a politician or this something? This is the last one, avoiding my question. Okay, go ahead. So uh, the other thing I'm involved with, I'm president of a uh, retreat property and ministry. It's called Revelation Retreats. It's a 125-acre ranch uh, west of Denver uh, where uh, we have uh, a couple of houses and a beautiful setting for executives and leadership teams to come out and experience God and the place is 100% dedicated to kingdom purposes. And Mm -hmm. so that's something we've been running for or involved with for going on six years here. Revelation Retreats. Retreats. Where's the website for that? Revelationretreats.org. .org. All right. Just in case somebody's like, I want a place to get away. Okay, and, now and you want to go to the, ba- right, the back story. <laughs> Can you give us the rest of the story? <laughs> so here's the story. Yeah, so the uh, started uh, way, way back, but uh, let's go back 15 years ago uh, with uh, my partner's story in the ranch and my story. Um, I had a business that failed and I went bankrupt. Um, my partner in the ranch got fired from an executive level position. And that's where the whole thing kind of started. Mm. And um, like uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, so I had a business fail. I was doing some ministry work at the time when we really just zeroed out everything and went to, um, you know, lost everything, Mm -hmm. start over again, had three little kids uh, with no income and no plan. And, uh, you know, rushed straight out of that because I thought I had all the answers and started another business with a friend. Didn't stop to pray and ask God along the way. Oh, that always ends well. And uh, happened to be in the mortgage industry, which uh, went really well. 2007? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. So perfect timing. Great Um, idea. Because if you'd asked God that one, he'd have said, 
that's not today, Blake. Not exactly it. But I was also trying to do some ministry work at the time, and I was I was failing on both fronts, primarily because mm. I think uh, I thought I had the answers, and uh, uh, so the bankruptcy wasn't a big enough. Uh, wake up call for me is the basic message mm-hmm. and went another year and a half kind of fighting and, and struggling and building and woke up one morning um, somewhere in early 2008 and uh, had $27 in my pocket. So IRS had pulled 2500 out six weeks earlier, some crazy thing, and they're not the easiest to collect from. No. So, um, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to compound the situation, I was literally walking out the door to jump on my buddy's airplane to go to a million dollar home down on a lake house and enjoy an executive retreat. And so as I'm walking out the door with my wife, I'm like, hey, we have no money. Uh, sorry, I got to go. Mm. And uh, that's that was really what started the rest of the story, which was um, just a day where, where I really quit having any answers um, and uh, had to absolutely surrender everything to God. At that first retreat, that's where you first learned you had no answers. Well, I, it wasn't by, by no means was it my first retreat, but it was the first one I went but to. But the with, one you went to with zero money. Yeah, with $27 in my pocket. Yes, that was, uh, that was a, uh, uh, it, it just bottomed me out. And it was the time where I um, figured out that uh, my ideas uh, are no longer valuable and uh, needed to seek God. And so um, major shift in terms of uh, the way I operate and the way I seek God, the way he's involved in my life and business. So I'm going to ask a wifely question here. So you went on that retreat and you came home were you was a different there? man? Were you, um, did you have things you needed to really kind of process with your wife? What did that look like when you came home? Oh, I was a mess. So okay. it wasn't, there wasn't uh, not a lot of answers. There was a, a moment of hope that, uh, that happened on that day. But um, no, the thank God for my wife who stuck with me through uh, all the craziness. Give her a shout out. Yes. Her name is Marty. Martha, actually. All right, Martha. But um Thank you for for sticking with me through all of that, and uh, it, it was very tough on her and uh, stay at mom, stay at home mom with three young kids yeah. while I'm uh, out chasing after things that God hadn't ordained at that point. Mm. Did you ever think to ask her a question? What should I do next? I'm sure uh, that thought did not come across my mind at the time. So, okay, up to this point in time in your story, some things we can really glean from it so that people can learn from your mistakes. Number one would be, when you're in trouble, don't try to fix it yourself. Go and ask God for the solution. Sit at his feet until you get the answer. Mm. Right? So don't try to help God. We learned that one the hard way. We that, but, but also learned to seek advice from Marty now in this second half of your life. When things get difficult, do you learn to go to your wife? Because a lot of times our wives hear things that we don't hear. Absolutely. And so... Uh, two major, both of those were major shifts that came out of that experience on the seeking God part. Uh, I began at that point doing silent retreats, single day silent retreats, and that has gone on since then. So I've led or participated in a silent retreat 10 to 12 times a year for the last going on 11 years and have had, uh, I don't know. We, we tried to do rough numbers on it, but probably 750 business leaders come through those silent retreats over the last 10 years, uh, mm. which is pretty incredible. But it was the lesson that I needed to learn, which was I'm not taking a step forward without 
confirmation from God and understanding where he was leading me and, and really having a sensitivity to that voice and his voice. Uh, so I knew. And then going home and confirming it with my wife. Uh, don't take any step forward without those two things. Mm. The single day silent retreats. You've mentioned them. I read it in your bio online. This is something that you're involved in. What is that about? I mean, you've got this place, revelationretreats.org. You said it's to the west of Denver, which it's hilly there. Maybe there's this thing called the Rocky Hills or something there, something like that. <laughs> something about the Rocky Mountains. Correct. The Rocky Hills. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, okay, so what's silent retreats? I mean, what's this all about? Honestly, it's as sim- What's it look like? First, yeah. draw the picture. What's it look like? So... Single day silence, somewhere between 8 and 15 uh, guys. The The work that I do is exclusively for men. We have uh, women's ministry that spun out of it as well. But it's uh, really just an opportunity to come up in community, uh, get an idea of uh, how to seek God, what it might look like, and set some of the kind of ground rules for the day. And really, the ground rules are very complicated. It's you, your Bible, and a journal, and go sit in front of God and see what he has to say to you. And apart from other people. Correct. So you spread for, them all so, out in a, in a mansion somewhere, or a big... So it's 120, it? 125 acres, so typically you can spread out pretty good on that. Yeah, but what do you do in the middle of winter? You're not spreading out in the middle of winter. Plus, well, you've got grizzly bears there. I mean, okay, tell me th- it's safe. No grizzlies, blacks, but black okay. bears. But uh, they still anyway, the, the, the main house is 8,000 square feet, and the secondary oh, house is 3,500 square foot. Yes, yeah, so yeah, there's plenty of space to spread out and a number of rooms and all that. So <laughs> that... Uh, that's it. But the main thing is it's five hours of silence in the midst of that, an opportunity really to seek and hear from God. And, um, you know, as I said, Isaiah 30 was a, a big influencer with me in this. And to paraphrase as it kicks off, it says, woe to the rebellious of children who seek counsel, but not of me, <laughs> but instead return to Egypt and seek its ways and seek confirmation there. So, wow. Uh, and then just to get back That's to the kind of like a two by four hitting you in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> a full swing two by four right there. Now you're getting to know me. Uh-huh. So it took a two by four. Yeah, that was better than a four by four. That's true. Yes. So so you said five hours. Martha, if you want to jump in here, I'm, I'm kind of excited. The silent retreat thing, I've read about it in many books. He needs, I need to send him to Colorado. I need to go on a silent retreat. There's no question. Um, you're talking five hours of silence, which most people don't get five minutes of silence so you're talking mm-hmm. five hours of silence what do you do if somebody talks do you, uh, they're do you, banned then we kick them up no, no seriously i mean you're like <laughs> there's oh, we uh, th- look you have a ruler look, uh, i haven't been to one quite yet that guys don't cheat at one way or another and definitely some of the guys that i work with who are used to being attached at all times mm-hmm. show up with visible visible anxiety and sometimes cold sweats thinking about mm-hmm. checking out for that long and uh do you collect their phones uh, I don't. I, I, we are on the honor roll, but uh, up where our property is, there's no cell service. So <laughs> you don't have to of, worry about that. It, it's not going to work effectively even if they try That's to cheat. We so. do a marriage retreat on, on a cruise ship for the same reason. The cell phone, yeah. unless you want to pay, it's not going to get service. Right. So we so, get it. Well, yeah, we do totally get it. I mean, cell phones are evil. Um, but we knew that. But did that. So that's an aside, and I will stay back from that. What's the result? If somebody comes up does a five-hour silent retreat. They spend a day in the mountains. That's already amazing. Spending the day in the mountains is amazing. But a five-hour silent retreat, what what are some of the things you've seen and heard? you got 50 seconds. So the first one I did where I was seeking answers and needed them in my career, needed them in my finances, uh, all I got was, Blake, I love you. Hmm. 
and it was all I needed, right? Was simply God said, I love you. I see you for who you are. Keep coming back to me. And I said, okay, I'll do that. Um, now, there's all sorts of other fun stories. I've had guys who were thinking about uh, proposing to their uh, girlfriend that I made a ring out of a paperclip and they proposed that night and they've been married for six years. I've got mm. you know, guys that are coming with business issues and think that uh, they're really stuck in their business and God hits them upside the head and says, no, go reconcile with your sister. You know, Martha, we're having a conversation about somebody who needed to learn to be quiet. It's pretty amazing. You know anybody like that? Well, I think you could learn some things. <laughs> now, you know, we have heard this kind of as a common theme, Blake, by talking to different people. Um, we live in such a noisy world that it is actually quite crazy when you think about it, that a bunch of leaders would go somewhere together to all be quiet because, you know, they're used to our culture is you go somewhere, you hear somebody, you, you know, get you all fired up or pumped up. But, um, but this is their time with God. And um, the opportunity for them to listen in, in a way that um, they wouldn't do in any other circumstance. So, so that must give you real joy when you see, about, see the things that people come back and tell you later. Yeah, the God's stories doing. and the testimonies have been amazing. And, and one of the things that really um, has been significant, so the leadership groups that I run, that I work with and that mm-hmm. I lead, um, most of the guys that come into those groups, one of the initial reasons they're there is to see how they can serve God in a greater way and maximize their business for the kingdom. Right. And that's something that they are wanting to do when they're walking in the door. And a lot of those think, well, I need to go do something new or something different than what I'm currently doing. Sure, I got to quit my job so I can do something significant in the kingdom. I got to quit my job, go on a ministry. Or or hire some new thing within their business. Or do, there, there's some variation of what more do I need to do. And so many times having someone come and slow down long enough just to hear from the Lord, God is so faithful in saying, you're right where I want you. You've been there all along. You just needed to come to me and get confirmation of it. Now go and do it well. Right. And so it's really cool to see guys uh, move into where they already are called and already are. It's, you know, and they all are afraid, right? Hey, you're going to send me to Africa, right? And make me sell my business and send me to Africa. And I haven't had that one happen yet, but I've had it happen a lot where someone comes in and and gets redirected back into the service in their business in a greater way or where Mm -hmm. they turn their whole business. You know, another fun silent retreat story on the business front is uh, a guy uh, felt impressed to deed over his business to God. And so he wrote out a deed and buried it. did the the, Stanley Tam thing. Yeah. Buried at the foot of the cross of our, on Mm -hmm. our property and uh, still out there if you want to go dig it up and maybe you can scratch God's name out. That's awesome. So, um, I'm a kind of a logistics person. So first of all, actually, before we go to there, talk to our listeners then. Maybe they've been thinking about something that God's kind of stirring in them. And maybe um, right now they're not going to fly to Colorado from wherever they might be. Um, but but they could, right? That's something that they could do. Just speak to them about what, they're, what, they should, what should be their next um, step in, the, in, in their life. Well, I would say just as it... Regarding silence, yeah. uh, I don't have a corner on that market yeah. by any means, yeah. right? And it's Your wife like, called. She said, mm, yeah, he's working on it. And, uh, <laughs> and that, uh, uh, and I tell, you know, anyone who participates in the ones I have, don't wait for me to do the next one, right? It's mm-hmm. the calendars are too busy and too crazy for it to always work out. So really it is just put a day on the calendar and block it out mm-hmm. and go with a heart and expectation towards uh, hearing from God. And, you know, what I, what I tell everybody is just keep it simple and, you know, 
literally have have the word of god have a pen have have a journal write mm-hmm. any thought that comes through pray the whole time you know obviously we all get distracted at times and you have to fight that off in prayer or through mm-hmm. worship or different things for different people but um god faithfully shows up at those and i believe you know in james where he says draw near to me and i'll draw near to you is a hundred percent confirmed uh in extended silence that i've seen over and over again Thank you. the power of silence we have to do a whole show on it oh yeah we just talked about it a lot That's blake fry we're just grateful that you shared your story how do people find you online so uh the website we already mentioned also core say it again RevelationRetreats.org is mm-hmm. the ranch and retreat ministry. Okay. Core, C-O-R-E dash leadership.com okay. is my executive uh, spiritual formation and discipleship work. Fantastic. Check Blake out online. Thank you, Blake Fry, for being an iWork for him today. Thank you. This is great to have you. Absolutely. All right. Like I said, really, this was all made possible by a partnership we've got with God at Work TV. Check them out online, God.tv. Look for the God at Work show. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I work for him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I work for him and online. I work for him.com. I work the number four him.com.